1: Curling's alive and well. Welcome to another episode of Inside Curling uh, with me, and that's it. Don't worry about the other two guys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and our two World Curling Hall of Famers, Warren Hansen and Kevin Martin, join me each and every week to bring you all things curling. I want to thank all our sponsors, Sports Interaction, Nestle Boost, Cody Tractor, and Goldline. Email us, insidecurling at gmail.com. It's time for In the House. It's brought to you by Goldline curling. Goldline Curling's Momentum Rush shoes are the fastest, most stable and most comfortable shoes Goldline has ever made. Learn more at goldlinecurling.com Joining us now I don't think they knocked Warren but I could hear their footsteps Mike McEwan and his wife Dawn Listen to the Inside Curling podcast ad-free on Amazon Music included with Prime. So, as promised, uh, we're trying to straighten out everyone's thoughts and ideas on all this announcement from Curling Canada. And uh, uh, was it going to be the first time Curling Canada made an announcement and everyone was completely happy? No, yeah, not not so much, uh, As we said, a a bunch of stuff came down with this ruling that if you were, for the Scotties, for example, if you're pregnant uh, and you can't play uh, and you're in the top five, you would be allowed to go outside the province to get a replacement. But if you have a heart attack, you can't. (laughs) Okay. I laugh, but uh, all this is true. And to try and straighten out the whole thing and and talk to people who it affects the most, we we are joined this morning by both Mike McCune, congratulations, Mike! By the way, for winning the uh, Ontario, Uh, you're on your way. And his wife, uh, Don McCune, who everyone knows, who retired last year and played with Jennifer Jones. Don, you weren't going to let this slide, right? uh, Without without talking about it. So uh, I know we got a ton of questions, and uh, we'll we'll let Kevin jump in right away. Hey,
0: thanks a lot, Don, for coming on, and Mike, congratulations. Let's start, I guess, at the beginning. Um, first year of a quad. So we're, we're, we hear, and it's wonderful news, Don. where there's lots of babies happening in the curling world. Um, it seems like most female athletes, uh, it, by intent, try to get um, pregnant uh, during the first year of the quad. I guess I'd, I'd love to hear explain sort of the thinking with that.
2: Yeah, I think it's a very personal decision for those who want to have children. Um, and you're right. I think ideally in a perfect world, the first year of a quad is, is probably the most ideal time to try and conceive, um, if that's possible. Um, and you look at right now, there's, you know, a whole wackload of athletes that are pregnant, but I also think that, you know, for every athlete that is pregnant, there's most likely other athletes that have been trying to conceive or didn't have a viable pregnancy and it just wasn't a good time for them. So it's, it's really tough to plan this. Um, and you just almost have to just, um, you know, take what you can get really. And, uh, some are very fortunate to be able to conceive and and others aren't. And I think that's something that needs to be talked about more in society actually too. But just speaking on my experience, um, with our first daughter, Vienna, we were able to time it pretty well with the curling season. So that was great. And then the next quad I had, um, we were pregnant again and it was perfectly ideal timing, but the pregnancy wasn't viable. It didn't work out. So at that point we just decided we were going to, um, keep this as our, as our priority and, and try for as long as we can. So we tried for a long time and eventually we're fortunate enough to get pregnant with our um, daughter, Avalon. And I would say I probably had her at the most inopportune time there is in curling. I, I was seven months pregnant uh, during the Scottings And then I had her uh, seven months before the trial. So, you know, it, it wasn't ideal, but at the end of the day, I made it work and uh, you just take what you can get really. So um, it was tough, but like, it, it was nice. I had, a very supportive team. We were lucky to be in a unique situation where we had five players where we um, you know we conformed to the residency roles and we had Lisa Weagle. So uh, for me from my standpoint, it was it was nice to have that pressure taken off of me to not have to worry about that because that's another aspect that I think that people need to realize about women and curling is that, you know, you have such a small unit, your team, that when you're gone for a while, it really impacts the the team and how it functions and perhaps performance. So yeah, the fact that we had Lisa and, and not all teams have that luxury of having a five person team and, and having a player of Lisa's quality um, caliber. So it's interesting. And I think it's, it's really hard in curling for women in general to balance Competing, training, traveling, and also trying to start a family, plan a family, and I think just with this rule coming out, um, it's just so silly in my mind. It's it's it, this is I think this type of rule. It's it's a good rule to implement. It should have been in, implemented a long time ago. But if you're going to do it, it has to be for everybody. You can't just pick and choose. So um, that's kind of my my stance on that. But I also think it's important to mention as well that. Have had conversations with the player who's directly impacted by this rule. You know, it's I think it's important to say that they voiced their opinions to Curling Canada with this rule. If if it did come to fruition, they wanted it to be for everyone, for all women who are pregnant in curling, and not just necessarily um, specific players and teams. And it was also voiced that if this rule does, if it does take place, it has to be all everyone or no one. And um, you know, unfortunately, just it didn't didn't work out that way.
0: Before before we get into the uh, I guess into the, the rule further, you said a couple of things that really, um, the incredible family pressure. Not just I guess the females of of the relationship, but also just the whole family unit when you when you have to get pregnant or you think you do in a certain window. Well, that's not that's not real life. Like that that's you can't just say May twelfth we're going to get pregnant. This doesn't work that way. So the extreme pressure.
2: Exactly. And I think that for curlers, I think you, you can't necessarily, um, pick and choose your spots. You just have to roll with it and see what happens. And it's, it's tough, especially when you're playing at such a high level of, um, uh, of sports. I mean, it's, it weighs a lot on you at times too. So, but I think you just have to, in your mind, know what's best for you and, and, uh, try and make it work.
0: Let's get back into a little bit of the, uh, the repercussions. I don't think this is just for curling either, Dawn. Um, when you take a top player takes time off for for the pregnancy and that you have to there's no no choice but you could really drop down the rankings a long ways and, and and that impacts your ability to get into the olympic trials get into different events and so on and then obviously now all of a sudden you're out of the top five so now, now just because of that you can't you can't pick up the top uh, potential uh, replacement for your team so i'd like to hear your thoughts on that just the impact of being pregnant at whenever you are, uh, but you but you lose your ranking, and then you lose your benefits of the ranking.
2: It's a tough one. I mean, I don't know. I
3: don't know. oh, I I'll just jump in here to to support Dawn. I, I think I think what's disappointing is the way it's written is that they're adding extra pressure to women athletes to to have a a top five pregnancy and. You could start out, you know, in the fall season and now there's extra pressure that if you don't finish high enough in the rankings, you know, your team's not afforded an opportunity to get a high quality replacement for you. So I think that added pressure and stress is a little bit problematic. I think we're both struggling with the execution of the rule. I think the overall intent, you know, the the idea of it was was good, but just the you know the caveats and the execution of it. They, you know, in our opinion, they they kind of they failed in the, in that aspect.
2: It's kind of like the time it was implemented too. You know, mid season, a couple of weeks before the the Scotties. So.
0: Yeah, the same thing where there's, the players don't really have a say. You just hear about it all of a sudden. Exactly. <laughs> here, here. This is what we're going to do next week. By yeah. the way, <laughs> and uh, sorry, Team Scheidiger, you're number six. Six is bad. Five is good.
3: Yeah, and it's only by
0: it's only by a couple of points. Um, is there any way that that uh, uh, in, in seriousness, to be able to to save a team's ranking, this this goes outside of curling too, Don. I think this goes into other sports where all of a sudden you miss half a season or something, and you're, it's really impacted. Is there any way that maybe a governing body could could protect your, your your particular ranking?
2: I'm not familiar with all other sports out there what their pregnancy rules are, but
3: your yeah. team went through this
2: mm-hmm.
3: with a five person, and there's challenges.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was brought up. Um, but it wasn't really received very well, so it, it was kind of kiboshed.
1: <laughs> the elephant in the room with all this again uh it seems to me is this idea that you must be from the same province as well and and I think that's what's screwing all this up you know as 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 part of it right that if you're going to form a team that you can't go outside of your province there it is again this and and we've had lots of shows, lots of discussion about this and and most of it is that they got to get rid of that provincial
3: rule. What do you say to that, Mike? Oh wow. Um, <laughs> that's that's a load of question. Um yeah, it's uh you know, it strikes me that uh we don't really know what the long-term vision is. We keep having these rules crop up mid-season. Um you know, obviously the one we're talking about today, uh we just had a, a rule that's implemented for the briar that team Canada does not have to abide by residency, mm-hmm. uh, the same rules as the other, uh, uh, 17 teams in the field do have to. Um, so I, I, I just, yeah, I'm really struggling. It, it seems that we're, we're, we're reacting mm-hmm. and we actually currently Canada and the member associations the the people in control of our national championships, um, I don't feel as an athlete that they actually have a vision of where they want to take this. And, yeah, that's, it's troubling. I want to see uh, a vision that is long-term and, and hopefully, you know, a plan and execute that. And I, I really see a lot of this as being reactionary. Mm-hmm.
1: I, hope, I hope it doesn't get to a case where a team, uh, because I, I agree, it sounds unfair where a team protests this and says, no problem, we're not curling. Kevin, you've done that before. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's a long time ago, but that's kind of what happened. Yeah, finally, you know, finally you do have to get to a point where you just go, this is, this. we just got to do something about this stuff because it's just, can't be making up rules as you go. And the biggest thing, Mike, I think to your point that trying to figure out, you know, the long-term goal here is that all provinces aren't the same. And Alberta, you've got Laura Walker, who's a fantastic curler, sitting in the weeds, and you've got, to Don's point, I forget exactly how you said it, a whack load of, of, uh, of female curlers that are pregnant right now. So if you could take um, Laura, if it has to be provincial, if we're going to be a provincial sport in this particular situation with the Scotties, then Laura should play on an Alberta team. If, if we're going to go Canada wide and, and open up the borders, that's okay too, then Laura can go wherever to walk on that fence, you just get splinters and, and it just doesn't seem to to work because one day you're a regional thing. The next day, nah, you're not, not team Canada. Don't, no, don't worry about it. You can come from anywhere, but no, no, no team Manitoba. You got to be from Manitoba. Uh, but no, no, wait, wait a minute. You're pregnant. No, no, you can bring Laura Walker in. It's no problem. Like it's just, it's all wishy-washy to me.
3: Yeah. And I, th- I think Jim said, what, what about, you know, a serious medical leave? what rules apply to that. Um, You know, when we're talking about injury or what have you, um, like you said, Kevin, (laughs) you described it best. I think you're kind of walking on that fence and getting a lot of splinters on the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there we have it. Uh, A bunch of boring stuff. Uh, Kidding. (laughs) Uh, Another issue that uh, we'll have to see how curling Canada hands it. Don, you said you were nervous. You were fine. You did great. (laughs) Thank you have you ever seen mike's head has he ever does he ever take his hat off he's got a great
2: head of hair. Yeah.
1: where is it let's see let me see him there we go finally all right no one's gonna recognize you no solar panel yeah. take, all there. take it easy don we'll talk to you later thanks for weighing in on this
2: take care guys thanks
4: thanks don, thanks, don.
1: Let's see. Uh, No one happy with curling Canada. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a top five ranked team, you can replace one of your players. Uh, Women's team can replace them only if they're pregnant. Okay. Uh, that You're allowed to go outside of the province to do it. Uh, So how long would it take before something happens that, uh, well, right away. Okay. That uh, this is going to affect. Casey Scheidegger, way to go. Casey uh, lost in the final to Skrulloch in Alberta. Uh, Holman, Jones, and Einerson go through to the Scotties. Casey's team is ranked sixth. Jessie is pregnant. She needs to be replaced. But because you're ranked sixth, even though you're in the Scotties, you're not allowed to replace her to go go outside of the province. And uh, that seems to be the issue. Casey, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, You cannot be happy with this rule.
5: Yeah, it is a bit odd for sure. Um, I think the first time we heard about it was yesterday. So I think that was, um, we're just kind of letting that settle in, engaging our reactions to it. Um, Just to be clear, Jess will still be attending the Scotties um, and and playing probably most games. Oh, good. Okay. Um, She is in a little bit of discomfort though. So um, our fifth will also be playing. So we did need to find somebody that um, could play but Jesse will be also in attendance and hopefully playing most of our games.
1: I think you have an announcement to make.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm also pregnant. So Jesse <laughs> and I go. are pregnant. There we go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations.
0: <Yay>. <laughs>
1: Congratulations,
0: <laughs> yeah. that's wonderful. Thank you very yes. much.
5: Um, yeah, so this is uh, definitely hits close to home being just out of the exemption for the rule um, for our team.
1: I've, I've got an idea. Why don't they have a separate championship with uh, pregnant uh, curlers and uh, it would be a full field. Holy man, there must be something in the water these There's a days. Lot. <laughs>
5: there are a lot of pregnancies currently in curling, which is really exciting.
0: For sure. Yeah, for sure it is. I definitely have something to ask here because it's, well, obviously sixth place. Um, <laughs> that it just doesn't make any sense why f- 50 can, 60 can. Uh, but g- going a little deeper than that, um, I think it kind of makes a difference the, the depth of the the top tier athletes in various provinces. It's not equal, and and obviously the the person that everybody talks about is Laura Walker, obviously a fantastic curler. It would have made sense that the top ranked Alberta team <laughs> may have may have not take Laura as as a fifth. Um, so I would just like you you give your thoughts on on all of that. I know it's it's a lot to to, to open up and to uh, to cover.
5: So I think that starting off, like currently there's not a huge discrepancy between um, fifth, sixth, and seventh in the points for the CTRS right now. So I think to sort of classify your top five based on a very small point margin doesn't make a ton of sense either. Um, So that was sort of like the first thing that kind of like stood out to us is that that point discrepancy between five and six and even seven, like we only got wildcard two by like 1.3 points ahead of Ackland. So that's a very, very small point margin, um, to kind of be playing with of, you know, classifying top five, top six, whatever. But not only that, I don't think that there should be a classification. I I think I was, Glad to see that there are some pregnancy rules and exemptions coming into effect because I think pregnancy is something that impacts a lot of curlers because we are able to go on well into our, you know, 30s and 40s in our career. We likely are starting families or having families and young children. So I think that it is something that definitely needs to be talked about and there needs to be some sort of, you know, rules in place around it. But I don't think that it should be limited to your top five teams. In Canada, you know, for us, obviously, Laura would would have been a name that would have come up for us as a fifth player. She's from Alberta. She would have fit in with the residency. She's a great player. She's um, proven that time and time again. But again, not an option for us. Um, so we also had no idea that this was going to really um, be a rule. So we only looked at players for our fifths that were in Alberta because we had to abide by the residency rules.
4: So Casey, uh, congratulations on your on your pregnancy and congratulations on uh, getting into the Scotties mm-hmm. after losing that heartbreaking yeah. final in Alberta. I watched that and what a shot. That must have just about uh, torn your heart out when she made that one. I could imagine myself sitting and saying, ah, you're not going to make this. And So how did you guys regroup after that? That must have been a, a tough one.
5: It was definitely tough but I mean um, she made a good shot that was called to win so um, you know looking back you're like was it there it was there for sure it was there you know kudos to them they had a really great week and she made a good shot but it was it was tough Um, and then we were cheering very very hard for uh, Laws and Jones and Homan to come out of their province so that we would have an opportunity yeah.
4: No kidding. I guess the whole issue here, again, is this is being uh, confused again because we're combining uh, a high-performance qualification event with uh, provincial representation, and it goes back to 1927. Keep trying to combine the two things to keep everybody happy, but in, in the process of doing it, I'm not sure anybody's happy. And the fact, again, they almost say five teams, well, we know one of those five teams are going to win, so those are the ones that are mattering, and the other... 13 don't matter, uh, which is kind of how I read that. It's all such a confusing uh, turmoil. What do you think about the whole system? Would you like to see a, a discussion where things are maybe brought into light and a little bit clearer with regard to who's high performance and who isn't, and how do we deal with all this going forward? What are your thoughts on it?
5: Yeah, I think that when you have um, a rule like this in place, there definitely needs to be um, some sort of distinguishing criteria between your high performance and your tier two and your grassroots. Um, and currently right now we don't have that. So I think that's why the rule is a little bit hard to take is because um, we have the Scotties, which, you know, sort of is a combination of, of everything and, you um, You know, the rule being very clearly um, favoring the top five, um, it's just it's a hard pill to swallow, um, considering that there's not a huge point discrepancy, as I mentioned before, but also um, that it's not, you know, fair or equal for everybody in Canada that could be facing a very similar situation.
4: Yes, and I think the other one is uh, they've broken their one import rule because now Laws has two imports on her team and the fact that two of those players do not live in, in Winnipeg. And uh, that'll be the only team in the Scotties that'll be, be structured that way. So that's the other thing that uh, I don't think uh, really makes sense with, with the rules they've created. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that?
5: I, I would agree with that. Um, I know that you know we've all structured teams around the residency rule, so for that to be kind of displaced is um, an interesting move, I would say, and um, one that I, I understand that you know there there should be some exemptions around pregnancy. However, um, I think that it could have been in a different way, and I think that it could have been equal for everybody in Canada because. You know, that isn't the only team that has a pregnancy on it that will be competing at the Scotties.
0: Well, that's for sure. <laughs> there's, there's lots of teams. There's lots of teams that are going to, to be doing that. Um, so I I wanted to just ask you, do you know who will be going with your team as as, as a fifth? Um, yeah. Um, because Laura obviously isn't in the in the mix, mm-hmm. being that uh, she's with uh, Caitlin Laws. Um, so, well, yeah, who's, who's uh, going with you?
5: Uh, Christy Moore will be going with us who played on my previous team. And she also went to points bet with us and we saw some success there with her. So, um, you know, we obviously went the route of somebody that we knew and were familiar with and kind of knew the workings of our new team and obviously lived in Alberta. Um, so we had to, cause we have an import, so we had to follow that rule.
0: Is this any call, like at least the first year, maybe the first two years, um, of the quad to maybe, uh, have a five person team is that does that make sense or is there enough depth I guess that's always the question isn't it, Casey like you, it'd be great to have five mm-hmm. people but can you get five people that follow the rules of the day or mm-hmm. of the minute and then be able to compete but yet in the third year of the quad you pretty much got to, these top players have to, to get on other teams to try to get the Olympic it seems kind of messy but your thoughts on, on the five person option maybe at the start of the quad
5: you know, I don't think it's a bad option. I think it can work, um especially when you are having some um you know, pregnancies and things like that because it does generally tend to happen at the beginning of a quad. But like you said, I think it does get a little bit messy as you move further on and you kind of do have to pick your four that are going to be the main ones. But I mean, it does work. I look at team Jennifer Jones this year. They've seen a ton of success and they had the five a five person but obviously um you know all same commitment level live in very similar areas they still only have the one import so i think it's rare i think it would be difficult to have a five person team that was within regulations of residency
1: uh casey the um the, the governing body uh, curling canada uh, they make the rules they make the decisions uh We've seen over the last little while there's, there's a new sort of players group that is that is forming. Uh, we, we interviewed Nicodine uh, and that group about it. Um, they, they seem to make these rules, uh, Casey, unilaterally, uh, with, without consulting the players. No one's really shy about that. Mm-hmm. What, what would you like to see Curling Canada do going forward to kind of avoid all this controversy with players when they do make decisions?
5: I think obviously, you know, polling um, some of your top teams, not just the top five, but even like reaching that a little bit further to the top 10 to sort of see, um, feel things out to see how they're feeling about it, I think would be beneficial. I think for us, for this, it was, we found out about it in the media release yesterday. So for a team that is sixth place and has two pregnancies, um, it was, Interesting to find out about that and not have heard anything about it. Like it wasn't made an option to Mm -hmm. us, obviously, Mm -hmm. because we are sixth place. But um, not only that, to just not even be given the information before it was released to the media, I think is a little bit disappointing.
0: Well, you were the one that's going to be impacted. Everybody would have known you're number six. If you're going to make a rule of five, you might want to phone six, seven, and eight. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Which,
5: I mean, your other wildcard teams, right, so that are are getting, you know, into the Scotties. I think it just would have been nice to have, like, a heads up and not find out on Twitter yesterday that that's what was happening.
1: Well, we found out you're pregnant. Yeah, yeah, way to way to go. So we beat Twitter. We beat Twitter on that one. <laughs> uh, Casey uh congratulations. Um, you know, the, the, it's tough to get in, regardless of these rules of you know residency rule and everything else, and this new pregnancy rule. Uh, getting into the Scotties is just a huge, huge thing, and mm-hmm. uh, and you're in. Congratulations and good luck. Uh, you, you don't have much time to prepare, so uh, <laughs> yeah. good luck with. You, and your sister, and all the children you're gonna have, take it easy, okay. you got you got a small little spiel coming up that you got to concentrate on.
5: Yeah, just a little yeah. one. Good,
1: good luck, Casey, Thanks for coming on.
4: Thanks, Casey. Good luck. Hey, thanks, Casey. Thanks a lot.
5: Thank you.
1: Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Great show. A lot of meat on the bone. Uh, We do it each and every week. And thank you, everybody. Thanks a lot to Rod Paulson, his company, In-House Strategies, for all the great work he does on our Facebook page and our Facebook group. Check it out. uh, Join us and drop us a line. Uh, If you don't belong, we'd love to have you uh, and express what's on your mind. A reminder, once again, email insidecurling at gmail.com. The Scotties and the Briars are coming up, baby. Uh, love this time of year it's already february curl 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 take it easy boys go back to doing what you're doing but i know what you're doing and i'm pissed you guys are down (laughs) south and i'm up here can i turn my camera oh yeah don't open the blinds jim there's a bunch of snow we'll see we'll see you later fellas take it easy (laughs) thanks thanks
4: thanks jim